welcome back to the Across the Pod NFL podcast. The divisional rounds are now complete as we now look forward to the conference championships. And here with me to review the divisional round is a returning guest, is Daniel Faloui. How are you, mate? I am well, mate. I'm excited. I'm happy. It's been a great weekend of NFL football. Some highs and some lows. My predictions have all been right. So I'm actually happy. I'm actually in a really good mood. How are you? I'm good, mate. I'm good. I um, I I I think we'll see. We all know what we all know what happened this time last year with the divisional round a year ago with you know how crazy that was. So I think didn't quite live up to that hype, but I think that um, you know if you saw some good games, you know a few uh, no real shocks, but there was almost a shock in one game in, in the Chiefs Jags. There was almost a shock, um, you know, in the evening on Sunday. You know, it was a game on sat on Sunday. Really, afternoon that they weren't really underdogs, but I think definitely, you know, we saw the Bengals beat the Bills, and I think most people think maybe eight, maybe ten, seven out of ten people would have put the Bills to win that game. So I think that it's it's not been as good as maybe, it's definitely not as good as last week, and definitely not as good as the divisional round last season. But I think at the same mm-hmm. time, saw some good stuff going on, saw some good stories as well, and I think that it's gonna make really, I think, all round for a better. Um, Conference championship because I think that you know it's not often you know the reasons why but I think it would have been not the same if it was a neutral venue for one of the, the AFC championship game you know I think that the, the Eagles and Niners make a better game than you know the Cowboys Eagles does or you know or if the Jags or um, Giants had been there I don't think it would have made some even a bit more of a one sided championship game but I think now we've got two games with the Chiefs against the Bengals, and we've got the Cowboys, not Cowboys, Niners against the Eagles. I think we've got some great games to look forward to. And I think that we really, I think, overall got the um, correct results and the right results. But I'm well, I'm well. Um, and yeah, obviously both of us will be a bit sad that our teams didn't get further than, than, than the wildcard round. But I think both of us can say that, you know, to see our teams in the playoffs is a sign of progress. So I think that we can both... Going to the season with our heads held high, and we didn't have to have a debouting loss like the Giants. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to be fair, I can't lie. I had the expectations that we weren't going to do much, so I was not anticipating anything. Therefore, you know what it was? It was me not getting too excited because I thought, okay, we get into the playoffs, like maybe you know the playoffs, anything can happen. But I was like, you know what? No, I'm not going to do that to myself. Seattle are not ready and they're not built for the playoff. They're not built for a playoff run. Let me just humble myself and just accept where we are in the pecking order. The 49ers are the better team. Um, and so I just I just left it. So I wasn't too excited, but I thought we did a, we did okay. But you know, end of the day, yeah, we just got one, we got run ragged. Um, absolutely got run ragged. So um it's one of those situations where, you know. Yeah, next year we'll definitely do it and uh, come for it from next year. But yeah, we'll see how it goes. But no, I mean, look, it's been it was really good games. Obviously, I know we're going to talk about you know the division rounds, but I do have to say it because I know we talk about it a lot. Me and you had conversation about this. Prime Kirk Cousins <laughs> PK is what I'm going to name him right now. PK is not 
the one for the Vikings. I am sorry, he is not. You just saw how bad the, the, the Giants were. Like, we all know the Giants are a bad team, roster to roster. You can only name maybe two players, three maybe at most, that will that will walk into many other teams. Um, so they don't have a, t- a squad for stuff. So first of all, shout out to Brian Dable. I think he's my coach of the year. But second of all, the Vikings, I know their defense has been terrible all season. It's not been a playoff defense, but offensively, you still have to do the business. And Kirk Cousin wasn't, wasn't bad. I'll give him that. PK wasn't bad, but he wasn't spectacular either. But I digress. I do a digress. So, but I just wanted to put it out there because I know we talk about it a lot. PK yeah. is number one for the Vikings. I'm actually I'm going to defend PK here because I think that whilst you know they lost the game, I think defense has a lot to do with that. But I think the main thing that was brought what brought up in our previous episode, one of our previous episodes, was the fact that the play calling for the final play to Hawkinson. I mean, I don't know what why would you call that kind of play when especially you saw two. I, thought, I can't remember who the two men were further ahead. You know, I, I there was I, the, the play calling play there was it was I think it was a terrible a terrible play call, and I think that. That and I think Kirk Cousins did all he could. He got the twenty-four points, but I think the defense, as it has done, you know, in all the games they've lost really this year, the defense let him down in this game. And I think that that's something they can really have to look into the offseason because you know Darius Smith is getting a year older, uh, Eric Kendricks, you know, all of these players they have are getting older, and I think there's a lot of players out of contract. And I think it's an interesting offseason for the Vikings. I think they are going to have a lot of change. I think there's you know, I think there's a lot that can be gone, and I think that maybe the season was, you know, better than it is because a lot of their wins were one-score games. You know, they they didn't win a lot of games convincingly, and they beat a lot of bad teams. So I think the Vikings are. Uh, I think we always see every year we see you know a team who goes from worst to first or a team that is not in the playoffs next year makes the playoffs. I think the Vikings are going to be one of those teams. I think it's almost a lot that they're going to be one of those teams that are going to. Missed out on the playoffs after making it the year before. I agree as well, particularly because I think if Aaron Rodgers comes back, he's got another year under the belt with, the, with these guys, with these receivers. I think they're going to be stronger. You look at the Lions and what the Lions are about. I think offensively, they were really good. Defensively, they're not there. They got the highs and lows. I think that they will come back being a bit stronger. I don't know what the hell the Bears are going to do. I really don't know. I can't really predict what's <laughs> going to happen in that organization. It talks about them wanting to get a new QB. The QB is not the issue. Your offensive line and weapons are the issue. Um, and I've got the number one overall pick, so we'll see how they do. I will wait to see what happens with the draft because I want to see what the Bears do. Because if the Bears are quite savvy, I would actually, if I was the Bears GM, I would actually put out there, we're looking to draft the QB. We're not we're not one high on Justin Fields. But I will preface this by speaking to Justin Fields privately, but look, we're, we're really with you, but we're doing this to try and trade the number one pick for loads of picks. And I'll just be, I'll just go to guys like, what, what do you want for Justin Fields? Put out some feelers out there to make people really convinced that they want, we want to trade it. We want to go for the QB that everyone keeps talking about. And then let people have an open sesame with the picks. That'll be my idea because I'll be like, look, you, you need picks more than anything else. You need players. And I think, yeah, we'll see what Chicago does. But yeah, I think I don't see the Vikings making it next year. Um, we'll see what happens. We will see, we'll really see what happens. Yeah, I think it's really interesting. That division, I think, is really interesting because I think there's a... This might be a hot take, I don't know, but I mean, there's a genuine chance I think they could finish bottom or bottom of the division next season because firstly, you saw the Packers, how much they improved, especially the Watson connection with Aaron Rodgers, and if he comes back, 
You know, I think they're a team. I think they they might win a division. I think the Lions could win the division. I think Ben Johnson, their coordinator, staying on. You know, the way they ended that season, this season, I think if they can just eradicate what their first seven eight games were, they've got they could do really well. And they got a top six, top five draft pick as well. They could easily get a great stud on defense or offense as well. I think defense has to be their target. And then the Bears, you know, they got number one overall pick, but I can see them very much trading down. They got them. I've been looking just now. They got the number one cap space in 2023. They'll have 150 million dollars of cap space um, coming into the offseason. So, not only have they got a first overall pick to try and trade away and get draft picks for, they'll also have an array of money to spend on free agents. So, I think the Bears, I think, have potential really to be one of the biggest improvers for next year because. Obviously, they got their quarterback. Justin Fields showed last year what he can do. And I think the quarterback is at least their problems. I think, you know, we saw the Bengals, how they improved after number one overall pick. We've seen it right now. The Jags made the playoffs after two success and number one overall picks. And I know I think the Bears might not use that pick, but I think to get draft picks, I think the Bears are in a really good spot. And I think that, you know, you know, with, I think they're in a really good way. And I think the Vikings, you know, I mentioned all the players. Let's look at their cap space. So they're, I don't think they're anywhere near the um, top 10 of cap space. Cap room 2025. This close to page, unfortunately. Oh, well, the Bengals got the second best. Um, the Vikings have... The Bengals need to, they need to invest that in their... I reckon the Bengals need to invest that in the O-line as well. I mean, it's been okay, but they need to get some more O-line help. Yeah, definitely. Here we are. So, all the ooh, the Vikings have a minus thirteen dollars million dollars uh, cap hit. So, they've got the cap hit. They've got a quarterback who you know had a good regular season, but you know that's not always a guarantee. I think the Vikings could genuinely finish bottom of that division. I think that's probably one of my hot takes. But I think that yes, you still got Jefferson, you still got KJ Osborne. I think Thielen's getting on, but you know you got Dalvin Cook. So, and I think that the defense is a massive issue. And I think that. I can I can genuinely see all four teams having a winning record next year. I can genuinely see the Vikings finishing bottom with a nine-win season. I think it's um, you know, I think it's a really strong division. I think both North divisions are going to be really exciting, both in the AFC and NFC uh, next season. Um, right, heading on to the divisional round games. Now, the first game was was my sort of prediction to be the easiest one, the biggest, the biggest uh, win or biggest comfort win for a team but it turns out it was one of the more exciting ones as the Kansas City Chiefs hosted the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Chiefs did get the win over the, the number one seed Chiefs over the fourth seed Jaguars by 27 points to 20. Now this game was made, was made more exciting in this game by the injury to Patrick Mahomes. Now Andy Reid has come out and said that ankle sprain, right? Yeah, say that again, sorry. It's a high ankle sprain, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and I think Andy Reid came out and said it's not as bad as it was a few years ago. But for me, it didn't look great. I know he it got better as the game got on, but I think that you know this was against a Jack side, and I think that's my worry for them. That coming up a really good defense, you know that scheme so well, the amount of, the, the amount of defensive adjustments they can make, and I is and the Anarumo. I think that I do fear for them because the Chiefs are a team that. Didn't exactly like like the world in this game, and they were team team coming in with a weak bye. They were fresh, and they didn't look great. So I think kudos to Jags. Like I'll say kudos to the Jags. I think that they have done so well to get where they are. They did so well to make this game competitive, but the Chiefs in the end they did get the job done. And I think that I really want to praise Isaiah Pacheco for him. He was one of the stars of the game. I think he had he's a rushing leader with ninety five yards. 
he was just I think he was really good and I think he made some really important plays when it was needed and I think that you know when they get Clyde Edwards Hilaire back healthy fully healthy I think that you know this this run game is really becoming a really good part of their offense and I think that you know help really help the fact that you know Tyree Kill's gone but their run game has massively improved you know Pacheco got 95 yards he got you know one receiving this one receiving catch as well but yeah I think that um the Chiefs for me are just I think are really good but I I just fear from coming into this game against the Bengals the fact that they are um potentially their star quarterback might not be 100 percent uh, no, you're right. I mean, you said a lot of things. I think it was really good. I think, like I said, we, we're seeing the evolution of J the Jags, particularly in the games against the Chargers. That second half transformation for what Trevor Lawrence did in the first half was abysmal. Um, it was an abysmal game in the first half. It was one of the worst games he's probably had in his career. And to see that, you know, harmless. He still was making mistakes, but you could see that progression. Um, you know, with other quarterbacks, you probably haven't seen that progression, but you see that real, that real nice growth, and you start to see that he starts things start to click for him. And I think, given another year under Doug Peterson, given him one or two and more weapons, and I think you're going to start to see a guy who's who who was rightfully so named the number one pick in the draft. And you, you I think the Jags are good hands um, in terms of Peterson and Trevor Lawrence. So I think that's a good combination. With the Chiefs, I'm still worried anyways, even if Patrick Mahomes isn't injured, because Joe Burrow is 3-0 against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Like, Joe Burrow has not lost to Patrick Mahomes at all. And people forget that this is basically a repeat of last year's AFC Championship game. Joe Burrow beat them. And you've got a Joe Burrow who's coming into form. Yes, I think um, the linemen might be, might be a bit injured for the Bengals. I believe three of the five um, are going to be out, but Joe Burrow is still Joe Burrow, and he's looking mighty confident. Uh, I like his swagger. I mean, I've always liked his swagger. But, you know, for me, I think the Bengals have got the Chiefs numbers. Like, you know, you've always got a dark horse. You've got, like, a black sheep. That you, you know, this team that you can never seem to beat. Um, and I think for... It's like for Brady. Brady at, at the Dolphins... Never, he just always loses for some reason. When he ever plays the Dolphins at Dolphins at, at, at your guys' stadium, yeah, I know. But that's why, that's why I mentioned you guys. That's you were like Brady's here. bogey that is amazing. team. You guys, you guys were Brady's bogey team away. But when you obviously went up to New England, that's another the story. But it's the same thing with with the Bengals and the Chiefs. And I even Patrick Mahomes is not injured. I just think the Bengals are just. Right now, they're just on fire. And I think they're, they're really determined to win another Super Bowl. If they can get back to another Super Bowl, I think they've got a great chance of winning it. But, you know, I think that they're going to be... I really do think they're going to beat the Chiefs. I think I, I'm, I, I can put my mortgage on it that they'll beat the Chiefs. Actually, let me not do that. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I can put... I can put about 100 quid to you. Uh, I can put about 10 quid to you, Andy, that the Bengals are going to beat the Chiefs. Yeah, I do agree with you. Because I said in a previous podcast that I, I thought... The Bills would, the Chiefs would beat the Bills because I think the Chiefs have the Bills number. I think the Bills would beat the Bengals, but I think the Bengals would beat the the Chiefs because for having a number as well. It's really interesting, and that does bring me on to our next game. We might as well mention it now, as the Bengals did beat the Bills in. I think this is for me was a biggest shock because not the Bengals won. I think there's definitely people, you know, a good friend of the podcast, Ash, was one of the people that were in favour of that on the eight eight sport. 888 Sport Challenge, but I think people you know, people thought the Bengals might win this game, but to win by 27 points to 10, I think that I, I don't think I've seen a more disappointing performance from a team so highly um, sort of uh, touted, and I think that, you know, this obviously just sets up a repeat of last year, I think that it is 
the bills, the signs were there. We, we, I think we all sort of, sort of forgot about it. The signs were there. They, we, they barely beat us last week. No, two weeks ago. This is now with a third choice quarterback, practice squad players on the offensive line. You know, a defense that wasn't exactly playing well, one of the worst in the league on the pa- in the passing game. You know, and Waddle wasn't himself. And I think we all just forgot about that. And the Bengals, I know they struggled against the Ravens, but the Ravens' D is incredible and much better than the Dolphins' defense. So I think, you know, considering how how good they started the season against the Rams, I think there were signs when they lost the Jets, when they lost to ourselves in week three. I think there were signs there, but I think because of Josh Allen and all that, I think people just seem to forget about it. But I think it is a worry for me, and I'm going to go back to the cap fits. I don't think their cap room is much better. Um, oh, actually, no, they are still... According to this, they're still in the um, kind of oh, actually, no, here they are. So they are the 21st in, in, the, in the table in terms of cap play. So not particularly too bad, but still, you know, a minus hit, minus five million dollars. It's a worry that is because you know, Josh Allen's contract is coming into play this or this offseason. You know, mm. so Stefan Diggs on the sideline, act like a little crybaby. Not sure what he'll do, you know, and you've got Jordan Poyer who might he may well have played his last game as a Bill. You know, a lot of players who are, who could be out of contract, and I think it's a worry for me with the Bills. That do you think potentially Daniel have they missed their window now? You know what it is. I think Brian Dayball actually covered a lot of of a lot of what warts with Josh Allen, and I've always said this before. Once Josh Allen got Stefan Dig, Josh Allen was like a was like lightning, and I think. Stefan Diggs was the lightning rod to Josh, Josh, Josh Allen's lightning. He allowed him to focus and channel and allow that big arm to just get that and he, he would get those get off those contested balls. Uh, you know, Stefan Diggs is part of him, but that's what receivers do anyway. So I wouldn't pay too much attention to it. I do think they've maybe got one more window. I think they've got maybe next year. I never I never talk with them as obviously I know I know the media and a lot of people were saying that they're the number one team, this and that. But Josh Allen, and I don't and I've said this before to people, and I've said it before on the on the Sports Head podcast that he's too erratic for me. Like I like him, he's good, but he's too erratic and they don't have a run game. You cannot go into the playoffs, and we'll talk about the other game, the Cowboys, without a proper run game. You cannot do this. You need a run game. You look at what the Chiefs did, you mentioned it before. Hacker were doing 97 yards, 95 yards. You need an actual effective run game in the playoffs because teams are tired, teams are worn now, they're a little bit beat up. And when you want to secure the football, you want to run down the clock, you want to keep your score, you need to run the ball. So I think for me, if the Bills don't get draft a running back and actually scheme him well, then I just don't see it because you can't keep relying on Josh Allen to do what he's doing. Eventually, he is going to he is going to get a serious injury. Um, he's been fortunate he hasn't got it so far, but he's going to get one soon. Maybe... Touch wood, hopefully it doesn't happen. But I don't know a single person that's not had a, a, an injury in, in the in the in the game of NFL, especially a quarterback. Name me a star quarterback in the last ten years that's not had a serious injury. Maybe Brady's the only one. Maybe he's yeah. still been injured, but he's the only one that's not a serious one. Rogers yeah. has been injured properly. Breeze, Manning, you know what I mean. Like I'm talking about an elite quarterback. They've all had they've all had injuries. Cam Newton, you know they've all had a serious injury or not. Kirk Cousins. Not Kirk Cousins, sorry. Um, Alex Smith with his leg. Yeah. Kirk Cousins is just not elite, but yeah, just talk about that now. <laughs> but yeah, Alex Smith. So you, you look at it, it's like you're going to get an injury once or twice, even Lamar Jackson right now with his sprained uh, MCL. So for me, you need to draft a running back. And, and if the Bills don't do that, then I think it's, it's all over. Yeah, and I think that going back to Brady, I think apart from the, I think the 2008 season where he, he's up for the whole mm-hmm. year, which helped us win a division. Um, 
I, he's never injured. I don't. I don't think if I'm unless I'm wrong. I don't think I've seen Mahomes get injured like properly. I've seen him, you know, against the Browns two years ago. He had that wobble. You know, the same thing happened mm-hmm. in the most recent game. But I don't think I've ever seen him out for any game really, apart from the game where they rest him in the final week, maybe week eighteen. But I just don't think I've ever seen him actually miss a game that isn't through being behind Alex Smith as a rookie. Um, so I think Mahomes is done really well to stay in. But Josh, I said it before, I think it was last week, he reminds me of a hybrid between Cam Newton and Brett Favre. He's got the size of Cam Newton, the ability to scramble. He's got the cannon arm of Brett Favre. But to his discredit, he's also got the interception and error proneness that Brett Favre did have at times during his career. And I think that when he's good, he is sensational. But I think that when he is bad, I think we showed, we saw it against Bengals and a little bit against ourselves the week before that, which I think also I think we could have beaten the Bengals and I think we could have beaten the Chiefs with Mahomes injury. Um, but yeah, I think at times there he showed how bad he was. But um, I actually want to ask you about this because I did a poll on our Twitter uh, where we had, we had bench one, start one, cut one, Mahomes, Burrow, Allen. I want to get your your take on this because. I, I had my thinking in my head. I didn't say it on Twitter. I let, I let try and let the readers or listeners decide. But I want to get what your thoughts are. And who would you have? Who would you start? Who would you bench? And who would you cut from those three? Because I think, for me personally, I think these are the best three quarterbacks in the league. I think Jaden Hurts, if he's had one good season, if he carries on, he'll be in the mix. And the Mar Jackson's not had enough. He had too many injuries to really be in that chat. Justin Herbert, not done it enough in clutch moments. So those three, for me, are the best three in the league. But how would you rank those three? You know, you say Justin Herbert has not done it in clutch moments, but has Allen done it in clutch moments? The Bills last year lost a lot of close, single close games. So mm-hmm. I don't know if I'll classify, I wouldn't, I wouldn't dis, so I'm not saying that Josh Allen might not be better than, than, than Herbert. I think his overall skill set is better than Herbert, but I wouldn't actually, that's a clear, uh, you know, you know you know, dismiss Herbert on that basis because I was probably sort of say, say the same thing with Allen, but it's a very good one. So, who would I start? I would, you know what? I will start Mahomes mm-hmm. and I'll give you the reasons why. I was thinking between Mahomes or Brower, but I re- because I think I would bench one to get them into the fourth quarter. But when I look at it, Borrow isn't necessarily a fast starter, Mahomes is. A lot more far. He starts games faster. He gets points quickly onto the board. There was a point where Kansas Chiefs were just like you just know they're going to score at one point. So I think with Mahomes, you dictate the pace of the game. Mahomes, I will bench Borrow and I will sack Allen. Yeah, you got the exact same as me. I think that Mahomes for me. I think for me, he's the best in the league. He is shown time and time again in clutch moments. He does the business. I mean, even. The game against the Jags, where he went down injured, he showed incredible fight to go back into that game and make still make those throws and make some good throws in that third and fourth quarter. I think Mahomes for me. I think if I'd have one, I think Burrow actually is probably a better big game player because I think you know, apart from the Super Bowl, every big challenge he's faced. Look at even look at last year. Every game was on the road, and this year, every game besides you know the one and the what he played the Chiefs on the road. He he played the Bills on the road. All of last year on the road, he's winning all these massive games, not in Cincinnati. And I think he's showing, for me, an incredible Tom Brady gene. Just, a, I think he's a born winner, and I think that if he doesn't win it this year, I think he's winning a ring year or two after because you know he's, he's, got... he's winning a ring in the next five years. The question is, is so the reason why I put Borrow over Allen, I think Borrow could control a game better. 
I don't think Burrow is going to make a mistake later on in the game compared to Allen. I think Burrow is, is more, I think both are intelligent guys, but I think Burrow has better football harmness and like not necessarily intelligence, but harmness. When you need the game to be seen out, don't do anything reckless. Borrow's that. Whereas Allen, I think he's just reckless. If the if the gate, if the you know the pocket you know collapses, he'll scramble. But he also do something silly. He might throw an inception where he just might just run it to the point where he doesn't need to. So I think Borrow's a bit more clever of that. Then also you got to think about as well. The Bengals are a cheap and sorry organization, or historically have been. The Bengals have been to the Super Bowl. The Bengals, mm, you can argue, you know. Chief owner, not necessarily a great franchise. What Burrow was able to do last year on a on a on against a leaky, very leaky offensive line, just shows you what he's about. Where Allen hasn't even been able to get to that level yet. So for me, you know, Burrow is a better quarterback than Allen. And people might come at me, Bills Mafia, you know, they want to come at me, come at me. But the facts are undeniable. He's a better quick QB. Yeah, I agree. I think that for me. I think, yeah, I think Josh Allen, I think, you know, if you want, I think to the highlight, I think the highlighted plays, I think Allen maybe have the best, the best rows of the three in terms of, of an all, of a highlight reel. But if you want the callbacks in a big game, in a big moment, I've got to say Josh Allen is probably the, the last of the three I'd want in, in a big game and in a massive game to win you that. Um, now we are going to, Quickly uh, get your thoughts, your predictions. I'm going to give my prediction in our Chiefs and Bengals preview episode, but I want to give, as you're not going to be on that one, I'll give you the chance now to give me your AFC championship prediction. You can give me just winner or you can give me the score as well. It's up to you. Yeah. Well, winner, I've already said it before, and I think it's going to be the Bengals. I think it's going to be 27 24 Bengals. Okay. Okay, I, I like that. It's um tight game. That sounds like a very exciting game. So um I'm hoping it is because I think that you know what every neutral fan wants. And I will be cheering on the Chiefs without doubt because I said it before, my favorite non-Dolphins player in the league right now is Patrick Mahomes. And I, I think, you know, if Derek Henry was involved, I'd have him as well. But I love that guy as well. But I think Mahomes to me, you know. I just I'm just in love with in love with the man. I I wish I wish that he was a dolphin, but um, but sadly not. If we <laughs> traded for him, if we traded for Mahomes without some sort of miracle trade, we get I don't know, it would never happen. But if it did happen for some reason, I'd be the first person to buy Mahomes jays. I really would. I'd be getting it straight from the shop straight away. No one could stop me, um, doing that. It, it's just um, yeah, fantastic. Um, but we are gonna head to a break. When we come back, we're gonna go through the NFC games before going to our NFC prediction part. Hello and welcome back to the Across the Pod podcast. I'm still here with Daniel Faloui and we're now going to go through the NFC side of the divisional round as we look ahead to the conference championship. Now this game will be between the San Francisco 49ers and the Philadelphia Eagles who will host the game as they were the number one seed compared to the number two 49ers. Now the Eagles they start, they got their win with a very convincing win, a 38 win, points to seven win over the New York Giants. Now, I've got to first of all make an apology to Ollie Wilson. He came on the podcast for the Eagles Giants preview, and I was praising the Giants to death. I was convinced they were going to win this game and maybe even beat the Niners or Cowboys. I was so high on them, and I know we were really sort of not down on Eagles. I think we were just thinking maybe with Lane Johnson potentially injured or Jalen Hurts not being quite right, but maybe they could cause a shock. But 
I've got to say, I don't know what you thought, Daniel. The Eagles for me looked incredible. It just, I think, I'm fully aware that the Giants, you know, they weren't at their best, but at the same time, I think you'll look at how strongly started and just how good they looked. And I think that, you know, the Niners with them scraping, not scraping, but beating, narrowly beating the Cowboys 1912. I think that, you know, you've got to have the Eagles as favourites for this game with how they performed on Saturday night. What do you want to look at in terms of look? Kyle Shanahan, firstly, you know, shout out to Kyle. He's probably my number new, number two pick in terms of coach of the year after Brian Dable. Um, in terms of what he's been able to do with three quarterbacks, most coaches weren't able to do that with their starter out, not alone okay, their backup. And now you've got, you know, Brock Rudy, who, who no one knew before before going into 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 the season, really. Um, I think he was what drafted last he was Mr. Irrelevant. I think he was yeah. draft seventh round seventh, the last pick of the draft. So to have that title, Mr. Irrelevant, and now you're going to, you know, your first championship, you know, game. So, you know, it's it's impressive in in terms of that. So look, first of all, starting with the Eagles, yes. Impressive. You mentioned it before, and we do have to preface it. It is the Giants. They don't have a great roster, but the Giants were still able to beat PK and the Vikings. Um, but yeah, going back to it, look, they looked impressive. They looked dominant. They're doing what they're doing before rushing the yards. You know, uh, Kenneth Gainwell got 122 yards um, on 12 carries. Uh, Miles Sanders, you know, 17 carries, just shy of 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 a hundred yards as well in that respect. So you know they are running the ball effectively and doing it really, really well. And shouts out to Dan Sirianni because I cannot lie to you, Andy. When he first got the job, these press conferences, I remember I was I was taking the piss out of him. I was just like, "What is this guy doing? This guy's bumbling the floor around. These players that are going to come in, they're just going to look at it's like, is this guy serious? This is our head coach." So for him to turn around and do what he's doing, like this is why he's saying never judge a book by its cover because obviously I judged him by his cover and look what happened. He proved me wrong. He proved the rest of the league wrong and he's just done really, really well from an offensive point of view. They look strong. Um, they are scary to, to, to say the least. They are very, very strong. So we, we'll see what happens. Um, but like for me, the Eagles look really, really good. And... I don't know if I'll say it. I don't know if I'm confident enough to say that they will beat the 49ers because I feel like the 49ers have signed up their locker. But it's the it's the NFC Championship game. It's the first game for both quarterbacks. Um, but but the Niners have been here and done that already. You know, a lot of the team that's there right now have done this already and have gone to the Super Bowl. And I feel like experience at this point matters. Um, but that being said, which one would I go for? Uh, this is a tricky one. I feel like maybe the 49 I, I want to be edgy and say the 49ers might upset the Eagles. I, I think I think there's definitely an element of being a surprise because I think Brock Purdy hasn't exactly been great. I think he had a difficult first half against the Seahawks and I don't think he really had many great moments in the game on the most recent one against the Cowboys. So I think, but at the same time, the Eagles, you know, they obviously only played one playoff game, but they, you know, were against, you could say, probably not, not the best team. So I think, you know, I'm finding it hard. I mean, I will obviously see my prediction when it comes to our prediction episode. But, um, you know, I do think at the same time, it's so hard. I find this one, I've been, both games I find really hard to think, but this one particularly, I'm still, I'm back and forth with all the time because I can see reasons for both teams winning. I think you look at the, the Eagles, I think the 49ers, that defense is just absolutely brilliant. You know, Kittle, Ayuk, Debo Samuel on offense, Christian McCaffrey, you know, Elijah Mitchell. But then the Eagles look just rock solid. You've got 
Miles Sanders, who's very underrated. You've got Jaden Hurts and AJ Brown, who just hit it off straight away. A bit like Diggs when Allen, when they first came together. You know, the defense is brilliant. Hassan Reddick, 16 and a half sacks in the regular season, going really under the radar. You know, it's they're both, I think these are the best two teams in the, in the left in the whole league. I think these are the best. I think, shame they are going to meet in the Super Bowl. I think, but I do think we're going to get a great game. I think, you know, it's going to be a fantastic game. I don't know whether it'll be high scoring or low scoring, but I think this game is going to be, I think both games are going to be spectacular. But I think this one could be the, could be the real deal. Yeah, we'll see. I think it's going to be really insane. I th- I'm more confident on the AFC prediction um, than the NFC prediction. I think it's going to go to a lot. I think it's going to go down to the wire. I think um, I think it's either going to go two ways. It's either going to go down to the wire with a kick, or it's just going to be a blowout. And if it's going to be a blowout, it'll go to the Eagles. I think if it's a blowout, the Eagles will win comfortably. If it's not a blowout and it goes down to the wires, I can see the 49ers winning. It's really interesting. I think that it's. Um... You know, it really is. It's just you just can't predict it. I think that's that what it should be. I don't think. I think we've had games in the past where it has been an underdog into one of the favourites. But I think this year we've got, particularly in the NFC, two teams you can't really, you know, separate. And it's really, and I'm really in my head just stuck what to pick. But um, you know, both teams played really well. But there's one elephant in the room we have to talk about. We haven't mentioned yet. It's a team that did lose to the 49ers. Them Cowboys, they lost. I was actually sad about this because I actually had them as my team. I wanted to win the whole thing, which, you know, come at me, people listening or watching on YouTube, you know, not not a popular opinion, but um, I, I do have a soft spot for the Cowboys. But, yeah, of course, you know, there was um, Brett Maher did miss the extra kick, but that wasn't really, in the end, that crucial. It could have been if they scored a touchdown and lost in overtime maybe, but, you know, it didn't matter in the end, that missed kick. But, I think, you know, we have to start with Dak Prescott. I mean, I mentioned it last week. He had a great game against the Buccaneers, but I want to see him on a third and 12, fourth and fourth down, let two-minute warning gone. And and I, what happens in our game? It doesn't happen. I mean, i got to say Mike McCarthy's play calling, especially that final play, was diabolical. But you know, Dak Prescott, I think the crucial moment for me came when they were in, in the red zone or maybe just outside the red zone. I think he was level uh, before half time, and Dak Prescott throws an interception. I believe it's to Fred Warner. I can't actually remember, but you know Dak Prescott, you know, didn't really recover from that. And I think if they, they could have scored that and been seven points clear half time, they went into it nine nine. You know, it's um obviously they lost the game by seven points. So for me, yeah, it's um I don't think it's all on Dak. I do think I said before the play calling wasn't the best, but. You know, one touchdown, two interceptions, 206 yards, you know, losing to Mr. Relevant. I know he's had a good good time, but he had no touchdowns, no interceptions, you know. And this is the guy who's, you know, seventh year now. He's won just two playoff games this whole time in his career. I mean, there's a lot of talk of Dak Prescott. Could they move on from him or could he be traded? It's um mm-hmm. not been a good few days with Dak Prescott. Oh no, I definitely agree. It's not been a good a few few days, a good few days, particularly when you think about the, you know, you fought for the contract um with, with Jerry for such a long time and then to see what happened, it you not know, being great. Um, you know, he he's not really he's got the same record um as um the QB before he when he took over. I forgot his name now. Um it's left me the guy who does the you know, yeah, Romo in the playoffs. Um in terms wow, of playoffs okay. football. 
Yeah, so he's got the same. So he's got the same record, I believe, in that regards. Um, but look, I think for me, you look at the Cowboys when they rush the ball more than they throw the ball. So they threw the ball thirty-seven times, uh, rushed the, rushed it for twenty-two times. Um, they have won. So you know the formula to win. What happens when you win? When you run the ball more than you throw it, you tend to win the game. So I thought they should have done that. I thought they should have leaned more into the running. But again, the running game wasn't great. I think Zeke was their top um, running back in terms of rushing. In terms of, and I think he got twenty six yards. Um, second was Troy Pollard, but I think he went out um, in the game. So you're looking at all of those situations. It's not been great. Um, and also, I think they, they needed Amari Cooper or they needed another weapon. You know, Michael Gallup got zero, zero yards. You know, it was CD, it was basically CD Lamb and Bus in that game. Um, CD Lamb did well, you know, 10 catches for a buck 17. But when you look at it overall, you know, you, you have to look at it and say, okay, what were the weapons that you've got? Now, don't get me wrong, that has to do better. He has to, you know, control the ball better. He has to make better decisions. I think there was a, there was a litany of, of errors from Dak to them not running the ball, to Mike McCarthy's play calling, which again, I don't think he's a great coach, um, to the fact that they don't have enough weapon. And I've said it from the get-go, the moment they lost, you know, Cooper and they, and they didn't go into the draft to really replace him, like, what were you doing? Obviously, I know they tried to get T.Y. Hilton, but you're getting someone who just, you know, was basically on, on, on you know, basically semi-retired effectively. So, for me, yeah, the, the Cowboys have a lot of issues because next year, I don't know what's going to happen because the Eagles, regardless of whether they get to the Super Bowl or not, are there to stay for now because they've got Hurts and they've got a formula to win. And we all know, at least with a running quarterback, you've got about a three-year window of success. Um, you know, you know, and then you look at the Giants with 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 Dable, they are going to be there there and then again. Washington, I think, are just a sorry excuse of a team and they're not going to get there. But then you've got that. So you, you've got a situation where the Cowboys might not be guaranteed playoffs and they might not win the, the NFC East. So for me, there, there, there is a big hole and, and, and a question mark, not just on the coach, but on that roster as well. Yeah, I think it's a big, big offseason for the Cowboys. I mean, there's Sean Payton still there. And I know he was linked to the job before McCarthy got it. You know, Dak Prescott, you know, he's having a lot it would be a lot of talk about him in the off-season. You know, the wide receiver position does need to be addressed because Noah Brown had his moments. You said uh, T.Y. Hilton as well, but it really is T.D. Lamb or Dalton Schultz um, or Pollard, but they're saying they're going to franchise Pollard, so franchise tag Pollard. So, yeah, I think it's a really, really intriguing off-season for the Cowboys. But we will end it there because that is the end of our divisional round review. So, uh, first of all, thank you, Dan, for coming on. Having me, love love it as always. No problem at all. And um, yeah, looking forward to having you on again during next season as well. I'm sure we'll we'll try and do if we if we can this time around, we'll try to once again do a, a season preview for every team in the NFL. If you can do that, obviously we'll try and get you on for the Seahawks. And um, yeah, hopefully, no hopefully we'll get you on soon. No worries, I appreciate that. Mate, you have a good time. And guys, listen in. Make sure you listen, subscribe to Across the Pod Podcast. Um, and yeah, definitely like as well. That's a great plug. Yeah, I, I'm loving that. That's um, definitely going in the uh, in the trailer for the podcast. <laughs> actually, before we do that, actually, we have moved to a new feed once again. We did this at the start of the season, but due to unforeseen circumstances regarding our previous providers, we are now going solo once again. So, you know, Eurotrips is back on its normal normal uh, the old the old um, feed, but we are on a new feed completely for across the pod, and we are going to. Keep going on that from now on and, and you go solo and um 
I don't think that will change anytime soon. Uh, but yeah, so you, obviously you'll be in our links, our socials. If you're watching on YouTube, if you go on our Twitter and Instagram, uh, particularly Twitter, you'll find our link on there to the feed. And you're able to, if you want to listen to this, rather if you're in the car or something, and rather than watch it on YouTube, then that's what you do. But yeah, this has been the Across the Pod podcast. I've been Andy, this has been Daniel for Louis, and we will see you guys next time. <laughs>